Good morning. Are you guys well? Welcome back to another podcast episode. So happy to be here chatting with you guys today. And it's going to be a positive one. Not saying my podcast episodes are not always positive, but sometimes I definitely go into like deeper roots. But I want to basically go through some of my realizations I've had this month. And I love a good realization. I, I love a change in thinking or basically realizing and reflecting on old patterns and I just love it. And I also think the fact that the month November can be quite, you know, pushed down. It's it's the month before Christmas. It's not New Year's yet. Like people don't really have much motivation and all that stuff. And it's hard, you know, going into winter. I used to actually really get seasonal blues quite a lot. And it's interesting actually this year, I haven't. And putting a little thought into it now, maybe because I'm almost romanticizing the things that are wintry because you don't always get that. Like making a hot chocolate in the evening or going on like wrapping up in a coat and going on a little walk, things like that. However, I was thinking, you know, why do we wait to new year to then be this new me? And then because there's so much pressure in January and you almost, it's almost like a binge and restrict, right? Like the next two months, you're like, oh, like it's the end of the year, like Christmas and all of that stuff. So you like go to more of an extreme of doing the things that maybe aren't the most, I'm not gonna say healthiest. I'm just gonna say like healthy for your mind and soul. And it's almost because you have this thought in January that you're gonna be this like idea of perfect. You're only gonna have a green smoothie for breakfast and you're gonna do like a Pilates work. You know, like you could just add all these things or take away even, you remove things and and then you lead yourself to failure. And then it almost like goes into a cycle. And this is why I think November's actually quite a nice time. And currently what I'm doing is I'm slowly incorporating new habits that I wanna do now, but I've been really careful with it. I think, let's talk about hair care and skincare. I always had a routine of kind of like washing my face, putting moisturizer on, but I knew that I wanted to do, I want to be, you know, I want to do my gua sha, I want to do my facial massage, and I could never get into the routine because I kind of put on all of these things. I was like, right, you need to do that, you need to do all the layers of skincare, like the toner, you need to do this to your hair, like there was so many things that, especially when you do like research online, there are so many things that you can do to like, help your skin glow or your hair grow and I never got anywhere like I never solidified things in my routine but can I just tell you the last couple of weeks have I like actually even month I've like slowly just done one thing at a time so firstly I was just using my like gua sha which is like a the the little stone thing that you like lift your face with and it's been going well, right? It's been going well. And I've kind of like solidified that. Like I like to do it every morning and night. Obviously there's sometimes that I don't, but I actually like to do it. And I think finding the things that you like to do help. And then recently, like I did some research on hair care and there was like so many things. And normally I would do everything, right? I'd buy the oil, the hair combs, the the products, like everything. I'd get too overwhelmed, I wouldn't do anything. Whereas what I've done is I've just done one thing. So I bought like a bamboo hairbrush the other day and you like basically brush it on your scalp and it helps like stimulate hair growth. So I did that. And for like five days, was I just doing that? And that was great. 
And then today I bought some hair oil and I'm starting to do that along with my hair brushing. And it's almost just like slowly adding one thing on top of the other when one thing is established, which I know I'm talking about hair care, which some people might not care about, but it's almost if we take that into life, you know, instead of adding five things, five new habits at once, let's do one, right? Just do one. I know you want to do all of them, but let's just do one, whether that's like 20 minutes of working out a day. And then when you've done that for two weeks, okay, add a like a smoothie so you can get all your vitamins and minerals. And then once you've done that for like another two weeks, so like when it's like established that you do it daily and that you like to do it and that it's easy and it's part of your routine, then add another one. But when we add way too many things, it's like a new thing requires energy, right? So if we're putting all this stuff on our head that we need to do, I think it's just an overload. So with this in mind, Think about this with November. You have two months or six weeks till the new year. Let's not wait for new year, new me. Let's do November, new me starting from number one kind of thing, (laughs) starting from zero. But slowly, like think about all the things that you have in your head that you wanna do or become or that your higher self would do, whether that's skincare routines, whether that's um, adding supplements to your dietary needs or going on a daily walk or doing meditation you know when you just have loads of things that you don't do but you want to do and you know is good for you let's start with one no more like I actually don't want you to do more than one and just do it like every day for the next week make it really small so if it is meditation do like two minutes before you go to bed and two minutes when you wake up right or even just one of them when you wake up and then do it for like a week or however long it takes for you to like automatically get up in the morning and do it um and I know there's this whole like 30 day habit thing but I think you can get into things quicker than that like when I get in the routine of having like a nighttime tea I get in the routine and then when I'm out of it I'm out of it but I think if you did one thing for like a week or two and then you added one more thing like if you think about it when we get to January you're gonna have a lot of things in place you're not gonna have to bombard yourself with all these new habits like for me I'm gonna be like wow I hair I oil my hair now for growth I brush my hair like with the bamboo brush on my scalp I do my gua sha I face oil now there's more things that I want to do I want to like dry skin brush my body skin like I want to focus on my like actual body, yeah, body skin, that's what you call it, like leg skin, wait, what do you call that, leg skin, that sounds so weird, but basically what I'm trying to say is there are still loads of things that I want to do, but I have to almost hold myself back a tiny bit, because otherwise it's just way too much for the brain. Right, swiftly moving on, I want to talk about some of the realizations I had the last couple of weeks, which can be random, but I feel like this is good to share. Wow, the first one already is like, not hard to explain I can explain it but I don't know how to necessarily relate it to other people like some people may not find this I don't know but the overall message is kind of changing your authentic higher self so other people can be okay with you which is a very interesting thing and what I found when I present myself on social media I open a lot more opportunities for people to comment or to judge or to say things or be triggered by me even like whereas like back in the day it would only be my circle or my family and you know they're okay with things or maybe not some things I don't know now when I present my ideas and values or or anything on social media I I do open the door for a lot more opinions and I've definitely had to learn how to handle that 
And what was interesting for me, and I, I guess I can only talk from personal experience with this experience, but relate to this to anything you want to. Now, this is very much to do with, if you guys have known me for a while, you've known my story of kind of had an eating disorder. That's when I started my fitness account. And I was promoting weight loss because I literally did not know otherwise. Like I genuinely thought the weight loss was making me happy. So I was promoting it and I was sharing low calorie meals. I was, you know, I started that why eating a day, low calorie trend kind of thing. <laughs> Anyways, I went into recovery. I came out of it and I was like, I don't stand for that anymore. And I put in so much effort to make my account the most safest account. I don't want anybody triggered. I don't, I, I want people to come on here and feel safe. Like they can breathe. And that is always at the front of my head. Now, what I did is I took it another level and I was almost changing what I authentically wanted to do or be or live so that I wouldn't trigger others. And I think that's where it's the cross in boundary. Like, it's a good thing that I'm, you know, respectful. And I have learned that I hold a responsibility. But to go about life and try not to trigger anyone, that's changing my authentic self. Because there will be elements of myself that will trigger people in, in lots of different ways. And, and I can't keep shape-shifting, right, to please everyone. And my role is to be me with good values. Because obviously if I was just being me and not just being me, but if I was me and I didn't have any values, that would be a different issue. But anyways, so my last like year and a half, two years. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Nearly two years. Oh my God. I have been going through recovery and I can hand on heart say I'm still not in recovery. Like I dis, I'm not going to say disown it, but I move on, right? Life is not about always being in recovery. It's about coming out of it. And I have, and I think I have done it you know, it has been two years, but I have done a shitload of therapy, like so much and very quickly. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. It's your eating disorder is not you and your eating disorder. It's you, your trauma and your eating disorder and your trauma causes it. So I have done, like I am, I do therapy on my trauma, right? And the eating disorder went quite a while ago and slowly, well, yeah, it's gone quite a while ago, but there were still some little things or mindsets or beliefs I had but I, I can proudly say I'm not in that position anymore, right? I can proudly say that on my own back and I can hold that. And whenever, like, if I get a comment or if I get this, it does not even come into my energy circle anymore because I am so established and that's where I am in my life. Whereas like, if you said maybe six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, if someone had commented something like, oh my gosh, why are you eating a salad? Because I used to be scared to post a salad because I thought people would think that I still had an eating disorder. That's how far I like changed my content for other people and not changed my content for other people, but I wanted to be a safe account. And then let's say now and then I did that and then I would get a comment like, oh, that's not enough or whatever. And like, obviously people don't know your whole day of eating and stuff. And I would be triggered because there was still part of me like that. Now, now I, because I'm just like, I know myself where I am in my mind it doesn't come into my circle. Saying that, what I had noticed was there was a slight limitation or cloud over my head about my body, which was really interesting. And I think for the last like two years I've been recovery, my head had, right, if you're in a specific body, then like if I look really lean, if I look like athletic, right? People will think that I have an eating disorder 
because I used to look like that when I was in eating disorder, obviously to an extreme, like I was way too, like I'm never gonna go back to that, guys. But you, you attach that, right? And I had this almost, like I, I like went about my day eating more, exercising less, so that my body wouldn't go to like its natural state of where it is, so that I wouldn't trigger other people. Now that is big, that is heavy stuff. For me to go about my life, to change little things unconsciously, is quite a lot. Now that I'm so established and empowered and where I am in my journey, and I'm like, it, like no one can tell me where I am in my journey, in my mind, because this is a thing, it's all in your mind, it's all up in your head. I realized like, I, I basically the last like couple of months, I have been like almost, I wouldn't say exercising less, but in a way, yeah, like I haven't been like forcing myself to the gym. I train a couple of times a week. I go on a run once or twice a week and I do loads of yoga. Like I do loads of yoga now. And I've been eating so many sandwiches and wraps and bread and pastries and like so much more like food I actually, I'm not gonna say want to eat because I do feel like I need to eat some more vegetables recently (laughs) because a lot of it has been convenience because I'm busy, but it's so nice to, have that side that doesn't stress about that anymore like I don't mind if I need to eat out every single meal for a week two weeks because that's what I've literally been doing I cooked about one meal in the last month anyways with that my body has slightly changed and and then I was coming this is where the realization came because I was like is this my authentic self it like because I'm suddenly just doing what's natural I'm eating what I want when I want I'm exercising when I want who I want I'm living the lifestyle and my body's becoming the product of it instead of focusing on my body and changing my lifestyle to change my body if that makes sense so I've been living the lifestyle that I want to live and in fact I'm not even there yet I'm always I'm always working on my habits my skincare my hair care all of that stuff and my body is changing and there was a bit of fear coming into it about three weeks ago because I was thinking like oh gosh are people gonna think I'm going down a certain path or whatever? And this is the thing, I am allowed, this is something I've had to tell myself, Anna, you are allowed to be athletic. You are allowed to look athletic. Like if that is the product of what you're doing and you know genuinely that you're not doing anything like restrictive or whatever, you are allowed to have that. But it's so weird that there's a part of me saying like, oh God, like if I have really, like if my body keeps changing or whatever, or you know, consistency or whatever I there's part of me that has to give myself full permission to be whatever like my body is my body and if my natural body is fit it's okay and the fact is that I know in my head that it's like that because when I was younger I kid you not I was walking around with abs and the biggest shoulders and and like quads like that was me I was an athletic muscly child and that was my authentic self right And I can't hold myself back and my lifestyle back for pleasing others. And I'm allowed to be active. Like I thrive, I thrive off being active and not in the restricted old eating sort of way, but like in a child way, like I generally think, well, me and my therapist have talked about this. This is how I dealt with trauma. Like I had a lot of trauma when I was younger, but I was the most active kid. I was doing every sport, like I was, running around, I'd play on my trampoline for like three hours every evening. Like this is the way that energy moves through me. And I'm, and I really connect to myself. So it's almost like sharing, like I feel very blessed that I'm able to say that to you guys. Cause that is something that I've held within me for so long. It's almost this 
guilt wrapped up in it like god you can't like you you can't let your body change too much or you can't do this or you can't do that and it's like fuck I have to let go of that I am not focusing on my aesthetics and I know that but if my aesthetics are changing that's okay too right and and I feel very blessed the fact that I feel safe enough on this podcast to share with you guys because I don't think not that I couldn't go on other platforms and say this but like I know the people that are listening to this podcast are like we have such a community on here and I know that I've been able to explain things so yeah that's kind of one realization of mine and I know it's quite personal but take it in any way you want um but I would like to say that if you are that there is a key part of recovery that you do need to like really let go of all of this stuff like the the aesthetics and stuff and I could not be here today feeling so genuine about my behaviors and and okay with stuff and not triggered by things and be able to like go into this little new chapter without gaining the weight and eating every like I I had to go through every stage of my recovery I I think there were several times in my recovery where I tried to think like I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna do all the things I want to do all the like healthy things and I want to do all this and that like I want to be my optimal self it's like no you have to like let go of that for a certain amount of time and when the time comes will you be able to just like settle into that lifestyle you've always wanted okay the next thing I want to talk about is virtual reality so I know this is like a big jump but I you know I'll admit for a long time have I had like a negative look on virtual reality so that's social media phones screens everything and I would kind of put it down and be like oh like any time on your phone is bad like it's all about real life being present in the real life whatever and I went to a museum in Amsterdam and it was like a a very it was all about virtual reality and like and I just absorbed so much of it but also like I don't even think I read everything like there were so many things on the walls and I want to go back there and read it more and absorb it more but what I took away was virtual reality shouldn't be totally demonized because it can help us access a reality we sometimes need and what this means is let's say you are in a certain environment at home you've got negative parents around you you've got negative school negative friends in your reality you can't quite access the positive reality you need the motivating reality the the comforting reality you need right so we go on youtube we go on podcasts like this podcast itself and you are able to access a different reality and that's good and that's okay and to have that permission feels really nice because even for me like if you're not having a good day or you're not surrounded by good people, the fact that you can jump on YouTube and watch a comforting YouTuber and feel comforted in their presence is amazing. And like at the end of the day, both realities, virtual and in real life, it has a common theme and it is that it makes us feel a certain way. That's what the reality is, right? It makes us feel a certain way. So if you need to go onto virtual reality to access something, that is okay. Now, obviously I think there's a massive, like there needs to be a balance for this and maybe like purposely seeking things in your real life reality, finding new people or environments and stuff like that. But it is a a nice thing to understand because I think sometimes we can punish ourselves for scrolling on our phones or being on social media for a long time, but there's part of it that makes us feel safe when we're triggered or when we're this and to give yourself that permission I think is nice because there's no point you having guilt 
over something that your body is doing to make yourself feel like to make yourself feel better and then you're just gonna like add guilt on top of that it almost like cancels out what it actually does okay next one is doing the actionable I don't even know if that's a word doing the actionable routine and the mood will follow I have had days you know the last month and this is kind of what I've practiced is I'll be in a slop I will be in a funk I'll be in a rut on my bed scrolling or just triggered or or wake up anxious or wake up angry or whatever or at the end of the day and doing the actionable routine of what I do when I'm happy really helps because when I'm happy I wake up I do my gua sha I oil my face I maybe have a shower I make my tea I go on a walk fuck I'm sorry I never go on a walk in the morning I'm gonna not say that I will go to the gym I'll get a coffee I'll work out right that's my actionable routine like that's my step step routine when I feel good but when I feel bad like you don't feel like you want to go do those things when you're depressed you don't want to shower you don't want to wash your face but when you think of it as I'm just going to do the steps I know I don't feel good doing it but I'm going to do the steps because within each routine and step holds a little bit of magic even if you feel crap doing your facial routine will take a little bit of crapness off because when you feel happy and you do your skincare it adds a bit of happiness so we know it adds right so then when you do like five things like right I'm just gonna shower I'm depressed I'm angry I'm but I'm just going to shower it even though you might still have triggering things you might still have loads of anxiety in your head you've taken a little edge off and then you brush your teeth you feel a bit cleaner you do your skincare you feel a little bit better and you might not even feel better two hours in, but just by doing those steps, you do feel better. And to be fair, I take back the idea of like two hours because I've done this several times and I feel grumpy and it's until I've done like five things, do I tap into like a different reality? Like it's when I put my music in and I've done those steps and then I like walk down the street and I've got my happy music in. I'm like, oh, I'm happy. Like I... I'm actually happy and it's just so interesting so the mood will follow from the actionable routine so I hope I've explained that I don't even know if actionable is a word but I thought I would just explain next I want to talk about matching your vibe with like your clothes and hairstyle and I talked about this a little bit on my last podcast but I realized right in Amsterdam I this is so weird but before Amsterdam I had the Gymshark weekend and I had my hair in like a slip back pony all weekend all my pictures looked fire I looked good I felt confident it was the vibe and then I had a day at home and then I went to Amsterdam and I kind of had learned over the last like you know week or whatnot that my hair looks good in high pony so we're getting ready to go out in Amsterdam and I put my hair in a high pony and it was not hitting the same oh my gosh it didn't look good and I didn't feel myself and I was like blah, blah, blah. and it was until the kind of end of the day and I just had this little realization of like it's because it doesn't match my vibe I'm in Amsterdam I'm chilling I'm chilling with my friends we're on a we're on a vibe and I'm not in my sporty go 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 mode I'm not in my like work mode for me when I have my hair up in a high ponytail I'm getting things done right I'm charismatic I'm like I'm in a mode right and I was trying to match that mode to like us chilling in Amsterdam it wasn't working and it was until like 
you know, I washed my hair the next day, I put it in like a like a floppy low bun and it looked cute. I looked cute, I had my hair down at some points and it was so much more of like a chill vibe. And that's when I realized like, wow, like the vibe of our hair really can change something. And like, even this morning I woke up and like my hair was a little bit greasy and whatnot and scruffy and I felt a bit groggy and I washed my face, I did my face oil and I actually put oil in my hair, I did a slip back bun, I walked outside and I felt like I was on top of the world, all grogginess had gone because I had a slip back bun, like I was strutting down the street, I felt like an absolute it girl, I felt like my cheekbones were popping, I felt like my face was just like woo and isn't that so interesting, so with this it's good to notice on one side of like, okay, what are you doing and what vibe do you need to match that? But then also, how do you want to feel and why don't we match that, right? Like if you want to feel put together, like, and you're going out, you're going out, maybe don't put the trackies on, maybe put a pair of jeans or trousers on or get your hair in a nice little thing. And maybe that's like, obviously, I found recently, like, I don't really wear makeup, but doing little things, like, even if it's just adding like a little um, like a lip chapstick, whatever, lippy thing, some face oils or moisturizer or a bit of concealer, like the act of like making yourself feel a bit more put together actually makes you feel more put together. So I feel like maybe you can bring this to your attention in the next week and think, how can I match my vibe or the vibe that I want to match? And yeah, so like even in my videos now, if I want to give off like a cozy vibe or a relaxed vibe, I make sure I'm kind of in my pajamas or soft colors or trackies and 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 I'm speaking with like a calm and I speak with a calmer voice. And then there's times where I need to be energetic and I put my hair in a slip back pony and and bright colors and whatnot. So it might help if you're like a little bit down depressed or okay, I'm not going to go to the extent of depressed because that is a whole thing in itself. But if you are a bit down or feeling a bit low and, and you and you want to just shift out of it, maybe in the morning, get yourself in a cute outfit. Go, go, just go get a coffee. Go walk or drive. Put a cute little tote bag on. Make your hair look cute. And just romanticize that. Listen to some music. And I think that in itself can help change your vibe. Now, my next realization, I know I have previously well I did talk about it in my last podcast episode but I just want to touch base with it again and it's all about like what you see your limits as will really decide your limits and I know I probably not described that amazing but hear me out I was having these realizations in Amsterdam when I was putting out videos and I already had judged how it was going to do, right? I, I put a limit in my head of how it was going to do. And it was only realizing like, oh my God, if you put that out into the world, like this is the maximum I can do, or this is what I can do, or this is about my level, you will most likely undershoot it, right? And go a little bit less. And then you'll always think like, oh, I've never reached that or I've never gone above that. We literally, okay, I'm not going to say no limits, but I genuinely think so. Like I am trying to have such big goals at the moment that if I undershoot it that is amazing but at least I'm not like preparing myself for the worst I don't want to have that like I guess it's called a pessimistic view I don't know but I don't want to go oh you know my accounts may grow a little bit this year and hopefully like I'll be able to do like one meet and greet and like 
hopefully like I won't fall off social media do you know what I mean like hopefully like very like saving myself right because oh my gosh imagine if you give yourself big goals and don't reach it like I remember when I was in GCSEs I had some people like in my like classes or whatever they would go in saying you know what I'm just gonna tell myself that if I fail it's okay because then like I won't like make myself unproud no what's the word like I won't disappoint myself and I was like if you go in with that like why give yourself that limitation and I know it's this like saving yourself right because surely if you tell yourself that it's okay if you get a low thing then then it will be okay if you get it but who cares if you or other people like if other people know you're like oh I want this and want that and you don't get it who cares of their opinion in fact I actually like to sometimes keep some of my goals to myself because then it doesn't matter. But also like, in a way, I think you manifest it when you do say it out to the world. Like I wanna have such big goals that, as I said, like if I undershoot it, it's absolutely fine. Why not say, oh my God, I wanna like really travel the world. I wanna come to a point where like, I can have this type of house and I wanna be this type of person. And I wanna be like, all of these things. Like I wanna go crazy with my goals because because then that is my limit. That is my actual limit. But if I put in, okay, I want to grow by 10k on this and I want to have a few more followers on that, I will undershoot that, right? So if there's any part of your life right now that you have a dream, but you're trying to just like not get too excited about it. So you kind of under dream, right? You, you, you put it a little bit lower. Just know that that's what you're setting your ability to. So why, why are we the ones holding ourselves back, right? Um, And I think that's quite a cute one because it's a very essentially easy thing to do. I'm going to say that with lightness, but it's, it's within your mind. Why not even kid yourself, right? Like, oh yeah, I could do this. I could do that and keep hold it, keep hold of that. Okay. Another little thing that I was kind of thinking about is obviously we learn and study a lot of our lives. And then when I came to 18, I obviously stopped school and I didn't go into university. I went straight into this job. And yes, I am always learning on the job, learning different things, learning how to video. Like, it's weird that some people sometimes, sorry, I'm just kind of jumping here, but sometimes people say like, kind of find it funny when people ask me this because I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, they're like, are you scared that like, if social media stopped or like, do you think, what are you going to do when like your accounts don't grow? And I'm like, thanks for having that view, but I don't own that. Like, I don't even want to put my energy into that. But what I always think is like, I don't realize how many things I've learned. I can video edit. I can probably consult other people on how to grow their accounts. I've learned how to film things like a little videographer. I've learned how to do like bloody account, like accounting stuff and finance stuff and set up my own companies, so many little things. Like I, I probably haven't even covered half the things that I've learned within my job. So I, so what I'm trying to say is yes, I've learned things through the job. However, I'm not, I don't think I'm using my brain to like its maximum. I think there is very low level of learning at the moment. And I have not been reading books recently. Like I would say like the last six months, like before that I was reading so much and it was so good. I don't listen to podcasts really. Like I, I think, cause I say to myself, I don't have time. And for me, work is my biggest priority, but I don't realize that, Anna, if you worked not even slightly less, but like t- take off an hour or, or have time when you block in learning because 
even though it seems sometimes a little bit counteractive because you're doing less time of doing the admin work or things you need to do for that day, in itself will it help you grow, become a better person, learn more things, become wiser, and that will help your work. And I know it will take me to the next level of my career if I really start learning shit. Like I wanna, I wanna be on top of the game of so many things and even I want to do some learning that's just like passion learning like I really love things about the body um I was like PA level was my kind of thing um biology stuff like I want to do learning like that I want to learn about the body I want to learn about foods nutrition so there's that stuff I want to do and then there's also other things like I want to learn about finance and I really like as a 21 year old female I feel a little bit behind because I don't like the idea that I'm a 21 year old female and there's men older men out there that completely know what they're doing with their stock and taxes and investments and property and I want to get into that stuff I just want to know everything so within that do I want to start learning more things about finance so I can be on top of my game and then I'm not slacking in that area I also want to become on top of the game in the social media realm. Like, I want to learn about it more. I want to go to seminars. I want to, I just want to know more. And I think it's really healthy for us to have that drive to know more and then do the actionable routine of doing it and learning more. So one of my new kind of things that I'm putting forward, which again, I will slowly implement so I don't overwhelm myself, is adding in learning time right because I think it's really good for our brain it's healthy we're 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 triggering like new parts of our brain which also I really learned that it helps you deep sleep more like if you do learning in your day and like some exercise and there's loads of other things but it really helps you sleep better and I've recently got an aura ring which is basically like the most high-tech tracker in the industry of your like heart rate sleep readiness recovery everything and it measures it on your finger and it's giving me so much detail about my sleep that I'm like slightly obsessed now but it's such a big part of our lives and recovery in our body and I want to serve my body I want to make sure that I'm doing all the things like that so just even seeing like when you do when you have alcohol you get less REM sleep when you go to bed like just a little bit later when you have caffeine a little bit later and these all things I knew but I didn't realize on the day-to-day how much like actually affects you and like each little day there's something that's pushing my sleep behind so every day I'm trying to improve that so that's a whole other journey that I want to learn about in the sleep realm but yeah I'm just kind of excited for this November and doing things slowly and I haven't implemented the learning stuff yet just because I am actually slowly finding my ground with my content and my social media stuff. That's always been a struggle for me to keep like consistent and organized and things on time. And I'm slowly, like I want that to be established. I know things will always change within it, but I'm just getting a little bit more established in that. Then I will start adding a little bit of learning and just slowly adding things. So yeah, I'm basically doing like a soft launch into January a soft launch I'm starting some things now I'm getting those like baseline things ready and I'm not going to completely bash the new year new me because we all love a fresh start it switches something on in our brain which is a healthy thing but I think we can almost manage it better if we do a little bit more of the things now so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um I post 
weekly things on my podcast page, which is Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. I also have my fitness page, which is Anna Archer Fitness. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to DM me or leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, how you found it. And yeah, I love hearing back from you guys and what you liked about each episode or what it made you realize. So I'm sending lots of love and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.